whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight at the Secret Speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on Earth, whiskey. Brant. I'm just actually finishing up the last sip. (laughs) Brant, what's up tonight? Man, um, nothing new. The heat is up. The heat keeps going up. The grass keeps growing taller, and it's raining its ass off in South Louisiana. That is about all the news I have for you uh, right now. All right. Well, we're done with the news. Let's <laughs> yeah. drink some bourbon. Exactly. <laughs> What's the news? Get through, it's going to rain. Get, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Uh, get, get through the news portion early. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's all depressing anyways. Tonight, we're going to be doing a little short pour here. Um, this is one that you've told me for quite a while that I will like. Because oh. of my love for Scottish Island whiskey. Yeah. So tonight, we're doing something different. It's from High West, which we both love. I, I will. There is nothing bad to say about High West Distillery. They are a wonderful, wonderful place. Friendly people. Great bourbon. Great whiskey. And you know what I love about them? They are uberly transparent about what they put in that bottle. They tell yep. you. When they do the MGP thing, and they tell you when they blend their own. And I love that, because I understand, there's only so much whiskey to be made. And a big conglomerate like MGP, like Heaven Hill, like George Dickel, they sell off a ton of whiskey to third-party distilleries to blend and, and barrel and do funky things with. And I don't mind it. I just want you to be open and honest about it. And I've always said that. Sourcing is not a bad word. It's not a dirty word. Just be open and honest about it. And You go to High West website, and they are literally, we're an open book. Come look at it. Come read it. Here's yep. what we're doing. And I love it. I, I agree. I mean, not only do they, they make some just off-this-wall fantastic products, um, allocated products, rare products, distillery release-only products, I mean, whatever you want. But their everyday um, whiskeys too, which I don't know if we've done on the show, but the, just the American Prairie, which is their their bourbon, fantastic. Um, the Double Rye, their rye, fantastic. And look, these are, um, you know, we talk about something you want to drink neat, something you want a cocktail. You know, they they have the range of products. If you if you need a, you know, Manhattan Rye, Double Rye is great. If you if if you need an old fashioned bourbon, the American Prairie bourbon is great. And then they have very unique products up to super high end, limited release, you know, rare finds, um, you name it, Hiwes does it. And, and it's awesome also that they are in a totally unusual, I mean, they're in Park City, Utah. There's no one else around there doing, 
uh, doing whiskey, stuff like this. I, I don't uh, know of any other Utah distillery. I, you know what? No. I think there's another one. It's got like a Utah state on, like a state outline on the bottle. Uh, I've seen it on the, on the shelves from time to time. I mean, there's there's some up there. I mean, what, there's a lot in Colorado, but you got Wyoming whiskey. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, well, uh, Westland. Westlands in, in Seattle and Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. So there's there's some in that area, but nothing that I know in Utah. And um, yeah. my brother's actually my brother's actually been to the distillery and said it's a fucking awesome, like awesome like place. I said, great people there, really really friendly, yeah. great people. Awesome. So place. tonight we are gonna drink their campfire whiskey. Um, and I love the way Master Distiller Brennan Coyle tells the story about how this whiskey came to be. And he was. Uh, he was spending some time at the Brooklodic Distillery B and B. They actually have a bread bed and breakfast there at at Brooklodic Distillery. You almost which, said bread bread and butter. Bread and butter. Bread and breakfast. <laughs> bread and breakfast. Uh, at the bread and breakfast uh, at the Brooklodic. Too many BR words. Yeah. <laughs> the Brooklodic bread and breakfast. Um, they were they were staying there and they were having dinner there with the master distiller over at Brooklodic. And the people that were creating their meal brought out a dessert, which was uh, honeydew. And then it was drizzled with peated syrup. So Brooklodic is famous. It's on Isla, famous for their peated whiskey. And what these ladies did was they took uh, they took Brooklodic whiskey and then made kind of a caramel with it with, you know, sugar and then reduced that to a syrup and drizzled that over the top of the honeydew. And he's like, why not mix sweet bourbon and peat? So... This is what we're doing here. This is a very uh, top secret ratio, but they tell you that what they've got is a blend of bourbon, rye, and peated scotch, ranging from four to eight years old. So the straight rye whiskey that's going to this is 95 rye, five malted barley from MGP. And then they also use their own, which is 80% rye, 20% malted, or 80% rye, and then 20% malted rye. And that's all from High West distillers. So they made their own. And then blended those two straight rye whiskeys together. And then they took a straight bourbon whiskey, 75 corn, 21 rye, 4% malted barley from MGP. And then blended all of that together with a scotch whiskey from undisclosed uh, sources from Isla, which most likely, it's mostly Brooklodic. I was about to um, say, who you think they used, the inspiration <laughs> for the, the, exactly. the product. Um so what's cool about this guy, and we talked about it before we drank a long time ago, um, Little Book Batch 1. I love I, that to me. So the blending process, we always talk about blend when we talk about scotch. It's not a bad word. Just like we talk about mm-hmm. sourcing whiskey is not, a, is not a bad thing. I love when someone has an idea in mind and has, you know, can blend to create. Like this is the, whenever it's done and I'm ready to slap a label on it, put my name on it, sign off on it, like this is exactly the product I was trying to make. And I think that the little book was, was that. It was, it was, you know, let's let's do a corn batch, a rye batch, or, you know, a wheat batch, or whatever it is, a barley batch, and blend those flavors to create the exact flavor I want. And I think this was kind of the same idea. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of cool that he blended Rye, bourbon, and um, you know, malted malted scotch, peated scotch. Um, it, it's to not something you would see. Product. It's not something you would see blended on a regular basis. No, you know, normally you don't blend scotch and bourbon. And I and there's but, not too many I, bourbon and rye blends. Yeah, and I've done I've done an infinity bottle. Like I have one back in the house in a box somewhere that is 
And my mistake was I was putting Isla in with bourbon and in with scotch and mixing them all together. And maybe I just don't have the master distiller's palate, which I know I don't. So I didn't do it the right way. But we'll, I'm interested to see what this is going to release. But I love Isla whiskey. It is one of my favorite regions. Uh, so cheers to this. Let's Let's pour this out and have a sip of campfire whiskey while cowboys and coyotes sing songs under the moonlight. If you don't put that in the background, I'm going to be mad. Oh, there's going to be some yippee <laughs> going on. Um, so it also says, and I don't, and this is not 100% clear about this, and I don't know why, but so it says it's, it's got new charred white oak barrels and second-use bourbon barrels. So I'm not sure if those, if the something... Second- Something particularly is going in one. Something else is going in another. Before so the, the second, process. the second use bourbon barrels. That's the Isla whiskey. Isla whiskey, and then everything. The Isla whiskey. Everything got, else is probably in the new yeah. American. Yeah, American all of the straight white whiskeys, the straight bourbon whiskeys that they've got from MGP from their own. That's getting put into new charred American oak. The blended uh, malt Scotch whiskey that right. that's from Isla. That's going into second use bourbon barrels. Which is traditionally what all, they yeah. what they use. Yeah. Traditionally, that's that's how you make scotch, is you use yeah. ex-bourbon barrels. Um, nose on this one. I love it. Let's go home. Good night. Yeah. This is fantastic. It smells so, like... It smells like pee. But it's, but it's got everything else that is missing from single malt whiskey, which I've been trying to explain to you. The one <laughs> dimensions of scotch, you know, suck compared to the multi-dimensions of bourbon. But this, this kind of brings that home, right? It kind of brings yeah. that, that peated malt home, but you still have a caramel in there. And there's, you know, fruit and butterscotch and, you know... There's a reason why to, why you call this campfire whiskey because it literally smells like you are sipping bourbon out around a campfire. I mean, it smells like you know sweet floral. There is a little bit of floral note to it, like j- jasmine. That's it, jasmine. Um, fruity, bright notes, like really fruity sweetness, uh, along with vanilla, caramel, and butterscotch, which you get from bourbon. Mixed in there with a smoldering wood campfire, like like I said, kind of like Lafroig, and maybe they did did yeah. get some of this from Lafroig, but it's kind of like when you've put a campfire out with with water, and it's just that like lingering like sweet smokiness. Mm-hmm. So on the High West website, it has a, a a sensory note term, which I like sensory notes. I like that their terminology is sensory notes. Well, because that's it's, what they are. It's not tasting notes, it's sensory so, notes. Okay, so we talked about this in the mint julep episode, right? Yeah. So it really we're, we're is sitting. it really is a sensory note. It's not a tasting mm-hmm. note. Because it doesn't actually taste like fucking jasmine or chai tea or, no. or, or camp, a campfire. There's not a campfire in this bottle. We didn't I mean, blend down a campfire and put it in the bottle. It's not in I mean, there. I don't know you about you, but I haven't licked a campfire, so yeah. I don't know what it, it, tastes it tastes like. like but yeah. But it but it's a sensory note. And I, so I love the, 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 the term sensory Sensory note. But anyway, one of the sensory notes it talks about, which I've never um, described Isla like this, but it says pine resin. And yeah. literally, I, I can remember playing base, playing baseball and having pine tar. Pi- having pine tar. And it is, that is, it's fucking right there in, in front. It's honestly, the, it smells like pine tar on white athletic tape, is what it smells like. Yeah. It does. And by the way, there, 
I, I challenge anyone who's ever played baseball to find a better smell than pine tar. Pine yeah. tar smells amazing. Yeah, this is this is you know light smoke, caramel and butterscotch, a great great nose. I I, I want to say this is probably a top five nose that I've ever had. I mean, this is like everything good about bourbon meets everything good about Isla whiskey. Yeah, I think um, yeah, this is this is something that I could you could open a lot of people's minds to. to this is the gateway. This is the gateway drug either way, you know. Yeah, it's not overly peated. It's not Ardbeg. It's not Freud, It's not Brooklotic Octomore. I right. mean, it, it's it's lightly peated. It's kind of like, um, you know what? I bet you they did a bunch of the Port Charlotte because that was like perfectly peated with some sweetness. And I think this blends nicely. I wonder if that's what they used. This is really good, man. I, I just, I, I want to just literally smell this all night. All right, taste it. All right. So, to me, bizarre how on the front, there's, to me, on the front of palate, zero peat. It's 100% of bourbon when it goes in your mouth, but when you drag it across and go to take a sip it's like oh, yeah. I, it like turns into an Isla an Isla scotch it is like the most two-faced in your mouth <laughs> I got a tingle on that one man this is amazing vanilla honey toffee right up front I mean that is literally the first notes you taste and it's all bourbon and then as you, you're right as you move it across you get that wave of like you're walking up to a campfire and you can smell the wood burning, you can smell the, the you know, the charred oak in the air, toasted bread. This is really, really good. And, and, and nice fruit. There's some nice fruit notes in there. I can't really pick them out. But there's some good fruit notes in there. Saltiness, too. There's a little bit of salty air, which, again, from the peated Isla whiskey, yeah. we're going to get that salty ocean air. And... Like, it, and it, Tobacco, Salt, it, tobacco, I kind of yeah. get that it's leather, like a little bit of tobacco leather. Yeah, it, it's it, honestly this is just like a, a gentleman's study. Where yeah. there's original meats, uh, pipe tobacco. <laughs> mm. So it say it says blueberry and black cherry for the for the fruits. I'm gonna have to kind of dig in and. I don't think the blueberry, but the black cherry I get. Is so damn good. You know, I want to. I want to go here. I do oh, too. That, I don't know. There may be blueberry and black cherry. It just kind of. Oh, I can taste the black cherry. I'm not. I'm not getting the blueberry because those are usually tart. I just love that how, if you hold it in the front of your mouth, it is on the front of your tongue, which I, I wish I knew more about the, the taste buds, but on the front of your tongue, that, that set, there's no, there's no peat. I mean, you can, if, if you put it, this would be one that would be deceptive if you were 
like wine tasting, if you put it in front of your tongue and then mm-hmm. you just spit it out, you would never you would never get the peat to me. Yeah, you kind of hold it near near your teeth. Yeah, and let the front of your tongue kind of taste it. And it just has it's all sweetness. Yeah, all bourbon. And then you're right as you move it to the sides and back, and you get that like salty air. Sea salt caramel. Mm. This is great. This this is amazing. Wow. You know how much I love smoky whiskeys. Part of you knew I was going to love this. Absolutely love this. And I promise you, after tonight, there will never not be a bottle in my house. Can you get this where you're at? Regularly. Yeah. I've, I've just always passed it up because I didn't know anything about it. And it is a bit of a price tag. I think it's sixty to seventy dollars usually, yeah. anywhere from like fifty to six, fifty-nine to sixty-nine dollars. Um, but I mean, going through the Islas that I normally buy, uh, Lafroy Ten is going to run you forty-five, fifty. Ardbeg's going to run you fifty. Uh, Brooklotic is going to run you fifty-two to fifty-five. You're not going to find a, an Isla Scotch with this kind of sweetness for this price because again this to me tastes like one of the Isla Scotches that gets finished in a sherry barrel with a good sherry note with a good fruity note and you don't often find that I think Laphroaig uh, Lore has it uh, Laphroaig Quarter Cask has it and then the Ardbeg Didal or Anoa has it but but anyways sherry finished islas give this same like good flavor good fruity flavor mixed with the good smoky flavor and you'll you'll pay you'll you know easily pay 60 70 dollars for uh for one of those shit yeah any of that Ardbeg and lafroig are all yeah they're put it i mean put a funky name on it and it's like 200 bucks <laughs> yeah Ardbeg. First of all, most scotch, just because of the import tariffs and all that, starts in the $50 range. I mean, you're not going to find too many good scotches that, are, that you're going to find for under 50 bucks, anyways. So spending spending a little extra coin on this for, you know, a, a good... Something that doesn't exist in the bourbon world, we don't ever see. And I think this may be the only one that is uh, a blended with... With peated scotch, you know, obviously Westland has a peated uh, peated bourbon. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I don't. You know, what? I I don't think. Well, I've Westland. Seen any I mean, Westland's other... a peated single malt American sing, American single yeah. malt. I don't know if they do else a has a peated, peated whiskey. Does Balconis have a peated? Well, that brim, yeah. That brimstone. Technically, that's peated. They smoke it with with mesquite, <laughs> mesquite, which is oh, that's a whole other story. We gotta try yeah. that sometime. Oh, I've had uh, that. That is, that's that's poo. that's a that's a fuck your palate up. That's poo. <laughs> it but, is. It uh, is. And I love I love smoky scotch, but brimstone is a whole other category that you just it's the devil's asshole, as as many have described. It is named. It is appropriately named. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this I love the finish on this. It's long. Yeah. It's sweet. It's spicy. It's smoky. Everything that's good about bourbon and. And Scotch, uh, Isla Scotch, I should say, because I've heard every I've heard a lot of bourbon friends say, "Oh, Scotch is too peated." Well, Highland Scotch isn't, Lowland Scotch isn't. 
Yes, Isla is, but Isla gets a bad rap. I love Isla. So Scott, they also High West also says that this one. I don't know if they all are, but this is a um, non-chill filtered, no color added. Yep, all are. They are also the only ski in gastro distillery. <laughs> That's true. They do. There's a mountain right outside their distillery, and you can just ski right up to it. Ski in gastro distillery. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But yeah, have I mean, ever, have you ever been to Park City? No. I, I was no, there I love- in in college. We did a little ski trip in. Uh, it was like sophomore, maybe junior college. Beautiful, beautiful town. Absolutely gorgeous. Nice. And fun. A lot of fun town too. And home of the Olympics. They did a lot of the uh, stuff out of Park City. Park City when they did uh, the Salt Lake Olympics. Salt Lake. What was yeah. that? O two. O two. Sound God, that, that seems that seems so long ago, and it was. But I still remember every minute of that Olympics. Because I don't know about you, I love the Winter Olympics. They're my favorite. Yeah. And so I remember being a, a sophomore in college, watching those, and and just loving every minute of the fact that they were all live all day long. Because it was in the U.S. So, um, Brant, this one. Uh, I, I can't say anything wrong about this. I'm not even going to dilute it with water. I, I just don't want to. Yeah, don't. It's it's already 46%, so it's already been knocked down just a little bit. I wouldn't I wouldn't drop it down anymore. Uh, Robert Parker, Wine Advocate, gets this one in 91. Um, Jim Murray gives it in 93. I don't think he's far off. I'm not going to give it that high a praise, but it, at least not as Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible is concerned because... Jim has a lot of respect in the community, but I tend to say that his numbers are easily swayed by Quan and a little bit of uh, swag. Because, let me tell you something, 1792 foolproof is not the best whiskey of any year, ever. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to say, as as we finish this one up, and as I pour more, because I love this one, um... I'm going to go with a 91. I think it's a, you know, I give it such a high praise because it's ingenuitive, it's different, and everything about it worked. You know, Brendan Coyle took a big risk with something like this because blending bourbon and scotch is probably near impossible to do, and he, he killed it. Yeah, I gave it a 91 also. I think it's, I think it's badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, it's super unique, uh, for sure. And like I said, it's, it's one that I always, I definitely always have, uh, have available. Um, and this is one that's kind of when, when, uh, so this is a product I represent in my job. And, uh, when people are just looking for something like what's new, what's off the wall, even though this is not new, um, most people don't even know something like this exist um and it's pretty it's pretty cool and there's a lot of people that hate hate peated whiskey that will that will drink this because um, it doesn't have that super iodine you know band-aid yeah. band-aid highlighter uh flavor you know it yeah it doesn't have that same iodine flavor that um yeah. 
uh, that Lafrog has, or it doesn't have that super charcoaly flavor that uh, that Ardbeg has. I, look, we've had Brooklodic on the show a couple times. We've had um, regular Brooklodic. We've had their uh, Port Charlotte. We've had a couple things from them in the whiskey calendar. I, you know, go back and listen to those episodes. Amazing story of how they were literally a gone distillery. Like Brooklodic was, it was a defunct distillery at one point, and they were brought back to life and made just an incredible rebound and, and honestly killing it. And I haven't, I have not tried the Octomore. I have not tried some of the most heavily peated uh, whiskey in the world, but their regular stuff, the Port Charlotte, uh, the we oh we have to try the Brer Barley soon. Yes, we do have that. We, we I have haven't that. cracked mine, have you? Ha- nope, haven't cracked mine either. Uh, we'll have to do that live on the show. Maybe we'll do that a live one soon. Okay. Uh, people, are, people are clamoring for some more live stuff. So we'll do, uh, we, we got a lot of stuff from Brooklotic. It's it's a great distillery. So nice to see High West doing doing this. This is amazing. Yep. Love all their stuff. Love it. All right. Well, look, Brent. Thanks for sharing this one because I have passed this way, way too often on shelves. Never, never again, no? Never again. Do not, if you like peated whiskey, do not pass this up. This is a perfectly blended uh, peat bourbon. So, Hell yeah. take a chance. Take a chance on it. Take a chance on me. And we'll, you know, we'll end with a little album. All right, Brant, um... Go over to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSA podcast. Check it out. Uh, join the Secret Speakeasy. Join the Secret Society. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's great people there. And if you're already a Secret Speakeasy member, talk to the person next to you on the bourbon shelf. When you're sitting there, now that now that we can get back into the bourbon stores, talk to the person next to you. Tell them about it. Tell yeah. them to join. Tell them you always find new cool shit and you, you've got buddies across the country that constantly send and share stuff it's a you know it's not pretentious we're not all pros you know we nope. we we enjoy it we do it because we love it and uh you know that's that's why we're here we're not here to not here to show anybody up or flip bottles for a profit it is just nope. it is just literally sharing and drinking and if you have something that that someone someone likes and someone says oh man i've been looking for that go on amazon Buy a 12-pack of vials. It'll run you nine bucks. Pour some in there. Share with a friend. You know, we've done it. Brent and I have sent numerous vials out. By the way, for those of you who are waiting for your winner's (laughs) vials, this is just the perfect storm of everything that's gone wrong. I have everything sitting here. I promise I will get them out. I've got a few more weeks before I can get back to my house and get them uh, out of the house and get them to you guys. But they are coming. Do not worry. We'll all taste them live on the show. Um, we'll send you some uh, information on how to come do that with us eventually, and we'll have some fun with it. So, absolutely. All right, Brent. Um, as we wrap up tonight's uh, short pour, this is a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy this, and uh, I got to say, this is what the BSEA is all about: sharing those things that you find that say, you know, Brent. Brent tasted this, and Brent said. I know my buddy Scott's going to like this and, and I'm going to send in this and we're going to do this on the show because he's going to love this and god damn it Brent was right there you go so, Scott yep it was as good as always and I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it that it, uh, it it worked out so for sure and that's like I said that's the, that's the key if you you got something cool tell your buddy about it 
Yeah, exactly. So and that's that's what we always say. If you if you came here to learn, drink what you learn. If you came here to share. Share what you drink. If you came here a stranger. May you exit as a friend. And if you came for an adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Mm. That, Tasty. That is tasty. Tasty.